Now, The Common Sense Psychic with Phyllis King. Phyllis brings a unique and down-to-earth style with her Common Sense Psychic readings and spiritual dialogue with callers and guests. Here's your host for The Common Sense Psychic, Phyllis King. Happy Friday and good afternoon. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Phyllis King, The Common Sense Psychic, and we made it through our first full week of January 2016. And boy, I don't know what's going on in your lives, but everybody I'm talking to is going cuckoo crazy. I mean, I just can't believe the stuff that's going on in people's lives. So I'm excited to get to the phones and see (laughs) what else is going on around the country. But I'm telling you what, I've had some amazing client stories and some radical, unbelievable strangeness, intensity, and craziness. I'm just, I've, I've just been shocked. So, um, you know, we've known that in 2016, you know, I even predicted it in my 2016 predictions about, you know, this fast moving energy that's really trying to force clarity, trying to force people to uh, connect to your internal GPS system and to focus on choosing intentionally rather than sort of this reactive kind of craziness that uh, is going on on the planet right now. But wow, has the new year come in with a bang. So, um, yeah. And in that same idea, let me share a little business with you, then I will get to the calls and questions. But if you want to get on the air this hour, the number is 917-889-2894, 917-889-2894. Now, a week from tomorrow, um, I have my love class, Calling in the One, Seven Weeks to Attract the Love of Your Life, uh, based on the book Calling in the One by Catherine Woodward Thomas. A great, great, wonderful class. I've taught it at least 15 or 16 times over the years. Wonderful experience. That's why I keep doing it. So if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area or would like to learn more about it, please visit the website phyllisking.com. And again, that class begins next Saturday, January 16th. Also, I launched a program this year called the Success Formula. Turn what you want have into or what you want into what you have in 2016. And I've begun to uh, disperse a series of videos, very short ones, two, three minutes, outlining the uh, basic principles of the program. So you can find that on YouTube, on my website, um, if you want to just pick up some quick tips about what you need to do to realize your wish list in 2016. But it's a crazy, crazy time, Um, interesting year as it's a presidential election year. And, yeah, wild, wild, wild. Um, Yeah. And those of you in the chat room, welcome. And just so you know, if you'd like to uh, submit a question in the chat room, I will take those in the order they are received. Um, So we're going to get started right away as the queue is full, and I want to see if I can get to everybody today. That's always my goal. We're going to start in the U.K. and talk to my good friend, Deep. Deep, welcome, and Happy New Year. Hi, Phyllis. Thank you for taking my call. Happy New Year to you as well. How are you doing? I'm great. It's good to hear from you, and you were, you know, you got in early. (laughs) You called in real early. I think you beat me. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) I did. So talk to me. What's happening? Uh-oh. Did we lose you? Oh, my goodness. That's one of the things that happens on Skype sometimes, especially in international calls. Oh, we lost Deep, so he'll call back, so we'll get to him in a minute. So we'll go to um, Phoenix, actually, Malik. In, he's from Chicago, but he's in Phoenix. And um, when we spoke off the air, you were thinking about looking into your career or perhaps relationship space. What did you decide? Uh, well, I I, um, I kind of already know exactly what I'm going to do as far as my career goes. Oh, So I'm going to okay. ask about relationships i mean i got for one i got a i got a psycho ass girlfriend who refuses to leave me alone <laughs> i've given her the silent treatment You're i still just too good, i still do <laughs> sorry yeah <laughs> but uh yeah it's she 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 tries to find any way possible she she tries to call my dad my brother anybody that she knows she can get through to, to talk to me and then she'll go back my behind my back and then she'll talk smack and then wow. say I'm I'm gonna cry over her. I'm I'm a cry over her when she's gone. Basically, you know, I, I dumped her because she was, you know, 
you know, lack of a better term, she was being, uh, you know, promiscuous. <laughs> so, okay. I, mean, yeah, I don't mean to laugh, but, but it's a pretty wild story. Okay. Yeah, it, we were together for a year, but I, I, I made my mind up that I, I, I don't care if she was the last per, the last woman on the face of the earth. I would, oh I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back to her. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. I just, I just want to know, like, what, like, what? For one, what do you see as far as like the net, like you know, the right person, and what should I do to get, you know, to to, to cut my ex off completely so that she doesn't? Because I'm, I'm finna move out here to Phoenix next oh, okay. month. Oh, all right. Well, so, that'll help because she lives in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, cool. There you go. Well, that'll pretty much do it. Um, so, look, let me ask you, have you already sat down with her and talked with her and heard her out and said, okay, I've heard you out. I'm sorry, but it's not going to work. Have you already done that, or have you just been trying I, to avoid yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, and that's the thing. Like, you know, my ex, she she's begged me to, you know, be her, her, her baby daddy and, and she be, she 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 keeps on telling me that you know I'd make a good wife and I want you to marry me and I'm like you oh can't even gosh. you can't even pass I told her you can't even pass square one without opening up you open up your legs for another man <laughs> what do you think oh I mean you can't even you can't even get past I'm 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 so serious like you can't even make past square one how do you think you deserve to be somebody's fiance mm-hmm. let alone somebody's wife yeah got it I told her and plus. And then she was like, you know, I wanted, I, I want you to be my baby daddy. I love your jeans. I think you sexy, all that. I'm like, well, you know what? That's cool. But um, I hate to break it to you because she already got four kids, and she could barely, right. yeah, and and she could she could she could barely take care of the kids that she got. I mean, she has a 16 year old daughter that's already having sex, and on birth control, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look at I. I think Malik just getting out of the state is going to help a lot. Not being available to her is is physically available is huge. I think um, you know she's scared. She saw a good guy and she thought, hey, this could work out, and you could help her with all those kids. And you know, I think she's just as long as you've been the least bit kind to her or willing to talk to her, and your family is willing to talk to her, she's going to keep trying until she really gets the door closed. So I'd really encourage you to tell your family to, you know, they don't have to be mean, but really try and avoid her calls, not talk to her. But I think once you're in Phoenix, it's a done deal. I mean, she'll give up and just don't answer the calls, don't answer the texts. I mean, are you are you closing the communication on your end? I've, yeah, I've I've already done that. I don't I don't yeah. answer none of her texts. She'll text me like a hundred. Like I swear to God, she'll text me at least fifty times in a day. Oh, she'll call. Gosh, she okay. used to call. Yeah, she used to call me at least like thirty, forty times in a day. Now it's not as bad, but she still be blowing up my uh, my spam box. So. Well, can you can you change <laughs> I, your number? Yeah, that's that's something else that I was finna do too, and she would well, not get my you know, new number. Once you get to Phoenix, yeah, once you get to Phoenix, you might want to anyhow. And so you know, I'm watching your patterns. She looks like she'll be out of your space no longer than two months. That she'll pretty much give up. And once you're out of the state, it's like you know, I think she'll get it. I, I really do. And you actually have another woman coming into your life, so. Um, there's not going to be any room for this craziness. And, yeah, I think you're already taking care of it. It's already in play that she's on her way out. It's been a, it's been a, <laughs> a marathon, but I think you're almost done with it. And the move is certainly going to make that permanent. But, yeah, you're on to other things and other situations. So, yeah, I, I'm not worried about you. And I feel like it'll just move right along at a good clip once you're in Phoenix. Is that where you're going? Yeah. To live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, um, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm a truck driver by profession. I just got my CDL. And, right on. Um, Congratulations. I'm, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm working through a company called Swift, and I got to go back to Illinois to do orientation and mentor training. It's going to be about a month, 
And then after I'm done with that, I took my final test. They're going to, I talked to my recruiter today. She said they would basically give me a truck and then I could just take a freight to Phoenix and make that my permanent terminal out there. Right. Out here, I should say. Yeah. And you'll like the weather better. Yeah. I uh, Trust me, I already do. I I hate <laughs> Chicago weather. Yeah. <laughs> Flying in and out yeah. of the airport is, whoa, those airports, man, it's tough. Well, look at Malik. I'm not worried about you. By March, all is green lights for you. You have a new woman coming up into your life. Gosh, within a few weeks of being in your new place. So you're not going to be lonely. And just I change her phone number. And, you know, she'll find someone else who she can put her attention on. It's just you're, a, you know, you're an interesting guy. You're nice. And, you know, you've got new certifications you got all this promise ahead of you and why wouldn't she try and hang on to you know for dear life so uh but she'll right. loosen her grip as soon as you move in and i'd just change the number and i'd encourage you to uh, have your family you know not be available to her as well right yeah because yeah. i know my dad you know he, he he he's the type that wants to be diplomatic you know, but he, in the end of the day, he has my best interest, and he tells me everything that she'd be telling him. Yeah. But I told I told him that I don't even, I do not talk to her. I don't text her. I don't call her. I pretty much ceased all communication. She tells me she's going to, when I get back to Chicago, she's going to, you know, <laughs> try to, try to, you know, come to my doorstep. Like, I already oh, know. I'm God. even... I, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're almost through it, my friend. You're almost through it. So, um, you, you know, you're looking at another month at the most, and then when you're in Arizona and you change your number, it's pretty much over. Yeah. So you got good stuff ahead awesome. of you, Malik, and um, I'm glad you called, and congratulations, and it's a good year for you. Thank you. Get you get past this first, <laughs> first 60 days, and, you know, it's all green lights, okay? Yeah, that's that's awesome. All right, awesome. Malik, you take care. I appreciate the call. All right, have a great day. You too. You have a good one. God bless. Thank you. Thank you so much, and happy Friday. Oh, let's go back to deep, deep. We lost you. That's the happens on Skype sometimes. So, what was going to be your question? We right when I was asking you what we're going to talk about, you disappeared. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I think it was my internet connection and not Skype for a change. Um, oh, my okay. question. Yeah. Um, my question was um, about love. Um, so work-wise as well, I'm looking for a job and I'm hoping to get placed very soon, which is fine. I'm confident that I'll get a job very quickly uh, in the next month or so. Uh, with regards to love, there's this new uh, girl I met in... Um, Are you kidding? You met someone new? Yes, in September. Oh um, my gosh, I'm so excited. Okay, tell me. And things moved very fast. We spoke a lot. We used to chat on Skype and WhatsApp for hours together. Um, and things have suddenly slowed down. Um, the thing is, this girl is in a relationship, and she's confused, and she has been with this guy for six years, and she finds it hard to come out of it. Um, and so she, we have now, um, we, have, we have pulled back, and we are kind of pretending to be friends. Um, her initials are M and G, unless you want me to give her full name. No, that's fine. It's just what's bizarre about this is it sounds very much like the last woman that you were waiting on. That yes, she was coming out of a relationship and she was... Re <laughs> so I'm like, what's yes. in your creative mechanism? You're attracting the same thing. So is your question, will she become available? Can you guys be together? I mean, is that where you're going with this? Yes, or? yes that's right, yes. Um, okay. Well, let's see. Um, well, again, I mean, I feel like I'm looking almost at the same person as the last woman you've been interested in for so very long. Her name initial starts with D. But um, I, I wish I felt better about it deep. I just wish I felt like this was the one. Um, there, there feels to be some greater flexibility and movement that it can go faster than that last situation. Um mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and you know, I don't see everything, so just the fact that I'm not seeing it, don't take it to heart, but I'm just not mm-hmm. loving what I'm picking up off of you, off of the whole thing. It just feels like a lot more stalling, a lot more, you know, someone who's trying to get themselves together, and you're so ready. I mean, you're like ready. You're like ready to participate and have a situation, so... Um, you know, there's more to come with her. You know, I think you're going to keep hanging in there and see if things can progress. And um, I think that in about three to four months' time, she will be mm-hmm. a little more ready. But she's going through a lot of her own personal healing and, you know, sort of coming full circle on what she's been through. And, you know, I don't know that she knows what she wants. And that's kind of the worst person to be with, in my point of view. So let me look at your whole pad going forward and see beyond her if there's anything else that looks promising. Um, You know, well, okay, the good news is, and this is why, this is why, but this is the best part about being a psychic. You know, you can analyze and go through all these situations, but then you look psychically and you can see what's up. And this is finally, thank God, the relationship period for you. So if it doesn't work out with this woman, you don't have to worry about it. You will be in with someone else right away after the first quarter. You know, so you're not going to be alone. You're going to be connecting with a partner who's actually available if it's not this woman, someone else with similar traits that you find appealing and, you know, attractive and, you know, you're finally moving into that relationship pattern. So there you go. And and will that person be the one? Yes, that will be a long-term partnership. Yeah, that's That's a made agreement. (laughs) Thank you, Phyllis. Wow, deep. You know, you're such a good guy. You know, I I just don't quite understand why women just aren't falling all over you, but it's probably because you're so understated. And and if you were a little more out there with your attributes, uh, and I think that's part of what's going to happen, perhaps in the new job you get, which is coming about literally within inside of four weeks, you know, something about the security of that helps you feel more confident and people start to see you a little bit differently. So maybe that's all helping but um thank goodness you you certainly do so i'm glad we looked psychically thank you thank you for listening did you say i'll get placed within the next four weeks from, from i do within it? the next four weeks that sounds amazing thank you Phyllis. Yes, um, it does. I will, yes i will call in in the next four weeks and let you know how things good go. good good and uh yeah just Hold tight on the relationship front. That'll come through as well. But Happy New Year. Good to talk to you, and I pre- I'm glad you called back in. Sure. Thank you, Phyllis. Good to talk to you as well. Bye. All right. You're most welcome. Take care. And you. Bye. <laughs> And um, if you've just tuned into the show, I'm Phyllis King, the Common Sense Psychic. It's an on-air readings day, and I am taking calls and questions the whole hour. We're going to try to get to everybody. I'll go fast. Everybody has some complex things going on, as you can hear. But please do visit my website. Um, I have a, a love class coming up starting next Saturday, seven weeks to attract the love of your life. We do take a break, so it ends up effectively taking eight weeks, but... Um, it's a great, great class, and so if you're looking for love, hasn't been working, want to kind of dive in from a new approach, this is a wonderful experience. Also, my new program, The Success Formula, Turn What You Want Into What You Have in 2016, is available now. I have some new videos on YouTube. I've begun to place those with the principal attributes of the program that you can get them for free. Um you know, you can always dig down deeper and work with me in that setting or in the online program at uh, your own leisure to to really figure out how to make the law of attraction work, how to effectively set goals, you know, all the things that go on inside our mind that prohibit us from getting where we're trying to go. And I had a lot of fun creating that program. Um, yes, anything else? No, all roads lead to phyllisking.com. The new book, The Energy of Abundance, is available still in most bookstores and then on Amazon. Uh, let's see. San Diego. Uh, we're going to San Diego. Ashley, welcome to the show. Happy New Year. Oh, happy New Year to you, too. And you are getting ready to launch a podcast. Tell me about it. Yes. Well, um, my I'm in the field of photography, and I've actually talked with you before we did about hosting the retreat, and it ended up being great, as you oh, yeah. suggested it would. But um, two of the women in my group have 
and I have been collaborating and working on getting a podcast going. Uh huh. And we're supposed to launch it. Well, we were supposed to launch it on Monday, but we're going to launch it later this month. So I just wanted to know what you're. Yeah, what and you're on, going on, on what for. network or where are you doing it on? Well, we're hosting it on our website, but launching it on iTunes, and then we're also oh, cool. kind of researching what else. We're, yeah, what else okay. we're going to. And so, when you go, is the podcast all about art and photography, or what's what's the content? It's about um, it's candid conversation about photography business. Cool. So we're all okay. business owners, and so we're just gonna we're it's it's us having conversations with each other, and then also taking listener questions and kind of helping people solve their problems. Wonderful. Well, it sounds great. Sounds like a lot of fun. It's a it's an obviously a niche topic, but aren't they all at some point? Um, and what's the website it's going to be on? <clears throat> um, it's called photosparkshow.com. Oh, okay. Well, still just working yeah, on that. The, the thing I'm really loving energetically is passion and the focus and the um, the excitement about it. It feels really like, like it really matters to you guys. And I think that's a great mm-hmm. foundation for any type of a podcast to show because that energy just translates through. And so I'm glad you're doing it. I think it's a it's a nice thing to do. And for people who are into that in a big way, I think it'll be a gold mine for them. You know, it takes a little time to sort of build it up a little bit and start getting all the interaction and things of that nature you're talking about. But, you know, mm-hmm. you guys as a team feel really great. I just love the energy of the you guys together. So, you know, only good stuff can come from that. There's no negatives about it. There's you can't make a mistake here. Mhm. Yeah, that's that's how it's feeling. Uh the only thing that's like stopping or not nothing's really stopping us from moving forward besides, you know, just like having to re-record a few episodes because we hurt ourselves right. and <laughs> but um, <laughs> so we so we did get two episodes we like, and so we're gonna do two more before we launch. But okay. um, the only thing the 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 creeping of self doubt that he has come in for me is um, I kind of get a little bit of like, well, who who do we think we are to like have a whole show where we're just talking? <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Who? Well, yeah. well if not you, who? Well, that's why we're kind of feeling urgent about it, because we don't want that creative idea to, you know, Well, there's absolutely no reason you shouldn't, and you have something to say. You have expertise and opinion to offer. Why not? And, you know, um, people will resonate with you, and whoever needs to hear you show up, and you'll have conversations that are interesting, and, you know, there's absolutely no reason you shouldn't, and uh, anytime that self-doubt goes up, you know, focus on the content, focus on what you're trying to deliver, not on what it means about you, or what it doesn't mean about you, or whether you're this, or whether you're that, and I really commend you, actually, for the approach you're taking, because most people make the mistake of not listening to their pro to their programs and never having any critical feedback from that first person and myself I've been doing this 15 or 20 years at this point I still take the mm-hmm. time to listen to myself at least once a year and it's always excruciating but I make myself <laughs> and I always learn something and so you know yeah. I think you're going about it properly and you know allow yourself to be a beginner there's no shame in that and you're not a beginner yeah. in terms of your information so yeah, just right. go for it and have fun with that's it. True. That's true. That, that I can't wait to tell them exactly what you just said. That's where, <laughs> that's where we're stopping ourselves up because we're we're so far into our businesses and we're used to being acceler- you know, far ahead. And right. we're feeling like we're at the so, you know, inexperienced at what this part of it. Yeah, so. but you know what? I my I made this video in my new program, the Success Formula, and it tip number one, the number one thing you have to do to realize your outcomes, and it is getting out of your comfort zone. You have to do mm-hmm. things you haven't done. You have to talk to people you haven't talked to. You have to feel things you haven't you aren't used to feeling. And so everything you're talking about is out of your comfort zone. And then as you 
expand into your project and you become comfortable and you learn what you need to know to have it be smooth and wonderful, you've expanded, you've grown, and you effectively become someone new and you'll start having different outcomes and things realized that you're probably wanting to have happen from doing this venture. So you're mm-hmm. totally on target, right? Track. It's already even opened some doors just telling a few key 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 businesses about it. It's already opened some doors for us. For awesome. us. So I'm excited about that part. Good for yeah. you. That, exactly. Thank you for proving my point. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and, and and you know what, actually that's part of what, what got us nervous is we're like, Wow, these 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 companies are paying attention and want to hear our podcast and want to support us. And <laughs> holy cow, wait a minute. You got They're what you wanted. Things. Oh, my God, now what? <laughs> yeah. It's a little scary to, you know, then it kind of made us, like, slow down a little. And, wow, we got to think this out a little bit. I think we, I think, I think a couple more weeks is all we need. Well, I'm excited for you and good for you. Congratulations. Okay. Well, All right, thank you Ashley, very much. You are most welcome. Okay. Happy New Year. I do appreciate the call. Um, I'm going to take one quick chat room question, then I'll take a quick break to give my voice a little rest and let you guys prepare your thoughts, those of you getting ready to come on the air. Okay, so we have someone in the chat room, <clears throat> Anna, Anna Iva. Um, she said, "There's a there is a man, isn't there always? There's a man, my friend. Uh, do you see this will turn into lasting love relationship? There is a man, and his name is Robert. Okay, let's take a look at that matchup. Um, well, look, at, there's definitely some interest, and um, I don't know if Iva is your middle name or I'm just calling you Anne." Definitely some chemistry and some interest on both of your sides. Is this a long-term match? Is this a made agreement? Is this something you, you know, you're going to get married and live happily ever after or live together ever? Um, I'm not sure because there's also, I'm wondering if it's more curiosity or compatibility, and I think there is some question about that. But if I was a betting woman, which I'm not, but if I were you know, wondering which way it's going to go. And I'm asking myself that question psychically. Oh, she says, oh, he's blue eyes. Of course, he'd have to. Um, Blue eyes. Um, You know, I would think that you guys will probably have to explore it. Because if either of you let the other know that there's an interest, it'll drive you crazy until you try on and see if it fits. And I expect that for a moment or two, it might feel interesting. But I think it's just one of these option-type situations that until you guys take the step, it's hard to see how the momentum to will develop. This is not a mate agreement. I mean, this is not someone that you mocked up before the lifetime that I'm going to have this relationship. It's something that you might choose to do. And sometimes that's a great thing, and sometimes it means it goes flat. So if you really are into him and your curiosity is getting the better of you, um, you know, and you kind of put it out there and do some of those long stares and flirty eyelash stuff, you know, it might come together and you might be able to have something. But it's it's pretty uncertain about the future of it. And it feels like it's more based on curiosity than compatibility. So that's my point of view. Oh, she says, and I told him. <laughs> so you told him. She goes, I like your blue eyes. I'm interested. So just let that uh, simmer you know, let that ruminate for a bit and we'll see if the curiosity spurs it into another realm and it just might. So um, have fun with it either way. Um, And I'll look forward to an update on that. That's kind of an interesting scenario that doesn't happen very often. So i tell you what, I'm going to take a very quick break. Uh, When I come back, I'll get to some more calls and questions, but you're listening to Phyllis King. I'm the Common Sense Psychic. Uh, Stay with me.
listening to the wonderful Pharrell Williams, and we all need a little happy, happy going on. I don't know if those of you at the top of the air are. I've had talked to so many clients this year, insanity, insanity, just some of the crazy, most extreme stuff going on in people's lives. I'm just, my heart goes out to folks. I mean, the energy is really intense, but, uh, and it's interesting listening to the calls today, everybody's situation, some of their Questions are straightforward, but then when you hear it, there's all this stuff going on under the surface. You know, listening to like Ashley a minute ago, it's like, yeah, it's about a podcast, but no, it's about do I feel like I'm good enough and who am I and all this other stuff. You know, all these different layers to it. It's just kind of how it's been going. Anyhow, let's go on. <clears throat> we're going to go over to Kentucky and talk to Leanne. Leanne, we're going to hear about love. Do you have some love? You want some love? What's going on? Um, I'm going through a breakup. And it's been very difficult. Um, and he actually contacted me today after a few days of silence, just kind of a, you know, I'm thinking about you, that sort of thing. Um, and I was just curious if you see he and I getting back together. Yeah. You guys okay. are getting back together. Whether or not you stay together, that's another. Is this a marriage or is this a um, just uh, just a non-marriage? <laughs> No, it's just a relationship. It's just, it was a six-month relationship. Um, we had known each other for a little longer than that. Um, but things got really bad around December. We just argued and argued. Um, and so it just ended pretty abruptly. And I, you know, was kind of questioning why am I taking this so, diff- you know, so hard. Um, but when he popped back up, you know, it just kind of got me thinking, okay, you know, is he interested yeah. or is he just friendly? No, he's interested. And I think that... Um, you know, you needed some space in between all the chaos that's been going on between you. And right. I would really take the time, because you guys are going to come back together and certainly talk and try and reconnect. I mean, it's just, you know, you're going to revisit it again, Neither of because neither of you quite understand why it's not exactly working or why it's, you know, so you want to really do, spend some time to figure out, what the issues are, not the topics, not the topics like, oh, you're not spending enough time with me or, you know, you're not being punctual or we don't, you know, whatever it is, you want to get mm-hmm. below that, the surface okay. to say, oh, is somebody afraid of intimacy here or, you know, am I projecting my fear of abandonment or being alone on, you know, what's really underneath the fighting and right. have you started to circle around that? Try, but our communication is very difficult. Um, you know, it always just ends up turning into a bit of an argument because we don't mm-hmm. understand each other, um, and he's a bit high-strung, so it just always, yeah. like today, you know, it turned into a little bit of an argument, but then he popped back up friendly, you know, a couple hours later, so it just really confused yeah. me, you know, and I've considered yeah. going out and dating, <clears throat> and I've considered going out and dating just to kind of get my mind off of it, and but at the same time, I'm afraid that that would cause an issue because I don't. Yeah, yeah, that's a bad idea, Um, and I'll tell you why. Until you have clarity on what's going on in your creative processes, what's really gone on in the relationship you're in or have just ended, Mm -hmm. you're kind of doomed to bring in a similar partner, a similar dynamic. That's just the energy game of how, you know, it's not very romantic, but it's really how we attract partners to us. We attract people to help us heal what is unmet in our needs, what we haven't evolved beyond, whatever is still wounded inside of us. And women are the leaders in relationships. And this is a and what I mean by that is that we are the experts. We understand nurturing. We understand communication. We understand nuance. And it's it some of it has to do with physiologically how our brains work. It's not a diss to men. They have things they do that are superior to our natural skills. And this is a generalization, but most of the time true. And so you have to really, for yourself, identify 
what's going on with you, what you're reacting from, not, oh, he's being mean or he's being hostile, but what does that bring up in me? Why? What makes me react? Because you get into these power struggles and you get nowhere. And when you have a conversation with your partner, it has to be from an open heart. You'll never mm-hmm. get at anything from bearing down and pushing down and arguing. So you guys right. might want to develop a rule between you that, you know, even a timeout sign, that if we can't speak kindly, if we're not in that kind, open space, that we're going to mm-hmm. put up a timeout sign and say, let's come back to this in 10 mm-hmm. minutes, 30 minutes tomorrow, and then mm-hmm. have time to reflect on, on what got you upset in that moment, really break it down. And you might need to explain some of that to him. He may not have the uh, self-awareness or the Mm -hmm. skills to um, decipher his own complex mechanism. And so we as women can help with that. But we do have to own our own part in, in terms of what our expectations are and you know what we're, what our reactions are about. Does that make sense? Am I, am I making myself clear? Yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Um, if you're interested, two things. In my book, of course, The Energy of Abundance, there's a whole chapter on relationship where I talk about this in the whole chapter. If you want it, pick it up. It'll help. Also, the book that I teach my love class with, Calling in the One, Seven Weeks to Attract the Love of Your Life, it's also good for people going through relationship challenges because it really helps break down what's going on in these processes and and explain where our... um, what parts of us are being triggered and inflamed. So anyhow, just a couple of resources for you in case you want a little more umph to get into that. Okay, well, thank you. You're most welcome, Leanne. Good luck and Happy New Year. I do appreciate the call. Um, Yeah, isn't that funny? Everybody, simple questions, but very complex at the same time. All right, let's stay in the relationship vein, and we're going to talk to Tara um, why did I not write down where you're from? Anyhow, welcome. Is that me? Hello, hello. That is you. Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> um, <laughs> New York. <laughs> and, um, yes, New York, okay. I, I'm, call- I'm calling because I have a relationship with my sister where I feel like I'm Charlie Brown and she's Lucy because um, <laughs> we... <laughs> and I'm the older one. So who now? Who's Lucy? Who holds the football up? <laughs> she holds. Um, she holds the football. Oh, and you keep falling yeah, for it, or like she pulls the rug under, you know, from under me, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And how many well, because, years have you been falling for that? Uh, my whole life. Okay, you know, so I, some I can, people don't learn. No I'm kidding. All right, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. I, I complained to my sister, who's the youngest, and she said, "You should learn by now. You can't depend on her." You know. Mm-hmm. So what happened is that my father's in, in rehab. He's always, there's always, my father has been progressively getting sicker for the last ten years, and she, um, and I have to go to Washington D.C. to see him. And I usually stay at her house or my other sister's house, but, it's, but she has a house. My other sister has a small apartment, so I used to stay at her house. But anyway, um, she wanted me to come down for the holidays. I was there. I was there in mid-December, and I told her I wasn't coming to the holidays because it's a horrible time to travel. But I would come the first week after New Year's, so that's what I'm coming. I'm going down right now. And she, um, so, so I, I let her know that I'm coming down, and she'd like to know that she, I can't stay at her house because she has a boyfriend that she wants to be with by herself in the house. And I'm like, are your sons? How are they there? Is that why, you know, there's no room for me? She goes, no, I just want to be by myself with him. And I'm, I'm coming down to see our father, and it's a hassle for me. It's expensive for me. And she makes no effort to accommodate me. And I before she told me, well, I um, I didn't know. I said, I, I, I specifically told you I was going to be there right after the first week after New Year's. So she said, well, I don't remember. But I said, okay, I'll I'll call my other sister and, and see if I can stay with her. But, you know, it's like, this is my family, and we're going, I'm going down to see our father, and I'm just, but she does this all the time. So it sounds like we have long-standing patterns going on here. It sounds like, mm-hmm. you know, 
some family dynamic stuff that a lot of us have and some frustration and, you know, more of the same. So what's your actual question for me on this? I don't really know what to do. I mean, I would like to know how to stop, you know, uh, depending on her. I mean, because she's not the kind of sister that um, I can't depend on her to pick me up or take me to the bus or take me to the train. You know, I always have to go yeah. and ask my brother or my sister. I mean, she'll say that she'll do it, but then she doesn't. Well, so you know I what? Mm-hmm. And I think you, your answer is in your question that you mm-hmm. have to just stop. You, rec- you know, there's something in you that keeps wanting to believe, you know, like you said at the beginning, Charlie Brown always lets Lucy hold the football for him and every time she holds it. So, and exactly. so there's something in you that A, wants to believe and, you know, there's something about it that hurts you, apparently, if you can't believe. And I think therein lies part of what you need to add in terms of, you know, what does it mean if she doesn't help me? We can still be sisters, but there's a limitation on it. And just mm-hmm. come to an acceptance with that rather than work against, rather than resist it. And simply don't ask her anymore. Simply mm-hmm. don't have her as an option and don't judge Mm -hmm. her about it rather whatever your feelings are about it kind of do a little work internally and say you know why does she have to do anything you know she's a Mm -hmm. she's an adult Mm -hmm. she's a loan agent yeah i have a dream and a fantasy that in a family people should behave a certain way and accommodate one another and this that but that's my dream that's my value Mm -hmm. system that's how i Mm -hmm. am can I fault her that she's not that way? She has free choice, and that's who she is, and learn to just accept her for who she is. And I think you keep getting caught in this hope that you guys could be closer or share this vision that you have. So I would just mm-hmm. stop any and all anything to, that she says she's going to help with and don't even ask. And then see if that ceasing of reaching out to her stimulates any new interaction between you. And really work on not judging her about it. Just let her be mm-hmm. where she is. Let her be that person who is not generous. And let her sit with that, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. see if that shifts. But, of course, all you can change is you. And so just do mm-hmm. all you can to find your peace with her and don't judge it. And look at your own fantasy story about what you wish was and kind of put that to rest and say, well, this is the reality and I'm going to make the best of what my reality is. I know, not very mm-hmm. exciting, is it? But that's the, that's your way to go. And something will come out of that. You won't know until you take that step. You have to move those pieces mm-hmm. around for other pieces to begin to move. Does that make sense to you in any way? Yes, well, I, I I believe that I have pulled back, and then she realizes that I've done it, and then she'll come and apologize and say that she's treating me mean, you know, she knew she was mean to me, and she doesn't know, but she starts telling me she won't, she doesn't know why she's being mean to me. She says she can't help it. Um, um, well, so don't give her an opportunity to be mean to you. Don't extend yourself. Don't put yourself mm-hmm. out there. Don't let her hold the football. Okay. Okay. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a problem. All right. So I would do some internal work about it. See what you feel like you're losing, or why you keep going down that road, and what it means to mm-hmm. you, and make peace with the fact that she is not like you, and do all you can not to judge her. And you know, there's that old saying: it's easy to be compassionate to starving children in a third-world country, but can you be mm-hmm. compassionate with someone who's wronged you? Because those people often need it. Because you know, it doesn't feel good to not be generous. It doesn't feel good to be unreliable. It doesn't feel good in that person's body. So she's not winning anything. Okay, so let her mm-hmm. have it. You know, and when she overextends herself and says, yeah, I'll do it, maybe she wants to. And when she falls short, that doesn't feel good to her either. But she has to project. She has to posture. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, there's something about her own vulnerability or whatnot. But let her have it. And you just have some good boundaries and take care of yourself. Okay. Sounds okay. easy, doesn't it, from my point of view, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like I, I have been, I think I never argue with her. You know, I always say, okay, you know, I'll just do whatever my next step is because I just feel, I, I used to argue with her when I was a child, when we were children, and I knew that never led, led to anything. 
I mean, nothing positive happens. So yeah, there's no, there's I, no sense now, in arguing. Right. Yeah, so I mean, unless you're in a courtroom, but <laughs> not in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, she's, and she's a lawyer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. Take care yeah, of besides, yourself. Yeah, besides, argue with her. <laughs> yeah, take care of yourself. Good boundaries. Don't extend yourself, and try and accept her for where she is in her process. That you're not sharing a similar value system, and there's something mm-hmm. about that that is painful to you, and that's why you keep going back, hoping that it'll be different. But you know, okay. you started out the call with the Charlie Brown analogy, and the only yeah. way you can stop following falling is to stop letting her hold up the ball for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It'll it'll find a new balance. So I I encourage you to experiment with it and see what what changes when you change. And I would okay. love to hear back from you to see what happens in, you know, 2 or 3 months. All righty. I'll see what All right. happens. All right. Well, I do appreciate Thank the you. call. Good luck to you and a happy new year. All right. Now we're heading to Nebraska. Share. Okay. Welcome. Hi. 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 Thank you. So we're talking oh. finances. We're moving. We're shifting right. gears and going into my other favorite subject. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Um, I just have nothing and uh, can't work. Haven't been able to get my disability and um, worry about losing my home and everything. So... Uh, your question is, are things going to get better? When will they get better? Right. Do you have a vision for yourself for this year or your future? Let's just survive. Okay. A couple of things. Uh-oh. You know, it's tough when you're behind the eight ball, if you will, when there's already kind of the tsunami has hit and you're like, how do I stand up? How do I dry off? How do I get myself in an abundant mode? But a couple of things, I'm going to look at you psychically in a minute, don't worry. But some of the first things you want to do, you have to change your dialogue. You have to change the language you use. And I know you're trying to tell me what happened to you. But the first words out of your mouth was, I can't, it's not happening, everything is going down south. You essentially affirmed it into consciousness. You essentially said, this is my truth. Now, that's your experience, but it's not your truth. You are much bigger than your experience. And what we have to do is we have to stop identification of our experience as us. Because if we say, I am broke, I, am, I have no money, then we have suddenly adopted that as our power source. We've adopted that as what we are. No, this is what you're going to through. And when challenge comes upon us, there's only one reason. It's to provide contrast. It's to so that we have an opportunity, A, to heal, and B, to overcome that challenge so that we can find out how powerful we are. So I, I immediately... No matter what your external reality says to you, you have to begin to say, I am well. I am enough. I have enough. There is enough. There is surplus. That's where you have to live in your mind. You know, the late, great Wayne Dyer told this phenomenal story in one of his PBS specials. I I even shared it in my book because it's so powerful. But he suffered from leukemia, and he said, you know, I'm going to use the same principles that I teach everyone about how to live an abundant life with my health. I am well, even though he had the diagnosis of leukemia. And then he goes to his family and tells them, and they start providing him all these articles and such about dealing with leukemia, living with leukemia. And he looks at him and goes, what part of I am well don't you understand, right? And he ultimately, he ended up going down to South America to visit John of God and was healed from the leukemia. That's what took his life last year. But the point is, it's an energy game. All these energies. And, you know, it's easy to get fooled by the illusions and the experiences that come about in the external reality. Uh, But I want to encourage you with every fiber of my being to define for yourself what your state of abundance is. Because our value is inherent. It does not exist outside of us. And the more we recognize that we're powerful and that we can create something different than what we have, 
then you take your foot off of the brake and you allow in divine intervention, synchronicities, insights occur about how to solve your current dilemma. So take that dose of spiritual truth into your being, and I encourage you to play this audio back in the archive and listen to it four times over. And also on my website, I have plenty of free resources in my learning center to help you get out of your money dilemma. Okay, so now that I've given you that little injection of spiritual truth, I want to look at you psychically and see what's going to go on here. Now, you said something about your disability was held up. What did they, what did they tell you about that? What was the story about why that's been held up? Oh, it's just a couple of times. They just make up excuses. They didn't get records, but they don't want me to give them to them. Or, or mm-hmm. you know, well, you used to sell on... You know, used to do phone sales, so you can do that now. But I can't sit for the hours that that takes. Just excuses. Yeah. Well, you know what? I see that coming through for you about the second week of February. So you have some waiting left to do. But here's the other thing, Shara. You want to continue to see things working out. You work from the end back. And the success formula of the program I've created, and everybody else who does these programs that I have done as well, you always have to have a vision of where you want to end up. And your vision was, I want to survive. I want you to have a bigger vision for yourself. I want to. I want you to say, I see myself thriving. And that's the vision. That's the energy I'm working back from. That's what I'm holding for myself. And I see my disability coming through with ease. I see the excuses going away. I see the impediments falling apart. That's the mantra. That's the vision you want to have. You know, I told this story also a couple of weeks ago. I have this client. She's amazing to me. She's a bodybuilder, and she she knows how to get into the zone, peak performance, and she always visualizes herself winning a competition before she enters it. And she keeps working that visualization until she knows in her body that she's got it. And every time she achieves that, I've got it, this is mine, and she can see it, feel it, touch it, smell it, she wins. And every time she doesn't do that, she gets second place or third place. And so the power of visualization is unbelievably amazing and incredible. And I have another tool on my website for that, um, 10 Minutes a Day to Change Your Life, and I invite you to download that. Free stuff. So nothing stopping you from getting I don't some- have a computer. Okay. okay. Well, then let. I don't have a computer. So, we'll, so I, I'm going to tell you how to do it. I'm going to tell you how to do it right now. Then, and how are you listening to this show? On a phone. Okay. Perfect. Well, you can download it on your phone as well. But essentially, here it is. For five minutes a day, beginning and the end. If you want to do it in the middle, you can as well. But it just takes a couple times a day. Close your eyes. Imagine those things you wish you had. And attach a feeling to it. So for me, when I think about money, I think, ah, money means flexibility. Money means space. Money means peace of mind. Money means fun. Money means all these things. And you bathe in the feeling of what money and resources does for you. And you flood your space as if a shower. You're in the shower and these frequencies are coming down on you. And you do that and just it's a vacation from your problems, your vacation from the physical reality that you're experiencing right now. You do that twice a day. And if you do that consistently, you'll start to notice things moving around within three to four days. And the cool thing about it, I call this inserting frequencies medicinally, like you take an aspirin to cure your headache. Same type of thing. You'll begin to magnetize different circumstances to you. So, again, the power of visualization. Do that a couple times a day. I'm watching you get through the first quarter of the year. You know, a lot of people are struggling, Cher. A lot of them. People are going through hard times. I can't believe the stories I've been hearing even the first week of this year. But it doesn't mean they have to define you or that has to be, they have to put you under. When I see you the 1st of March, you've got it back together. You've kind of got your mojo back. But that doesn't mean you can't have it back in some form for periods of time between now and then. You have to kind of work for it. And I I want you to because you can get this time and your identity is not in what you have or what you don't have. Your power is inside. And if I can make that point with you and you can at least intellectually grab that, we've had a successful conversation.
Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but can you tell me if you can look psychically? Um, there are people that are that are their mission is to stop me. Okay, I have neighbors that have been trying to sabotage everything I do. Mm-hmm. Do you see them being stopped? That's my. I don't have normal. You know, it's not a normal situation where I can just use my intellect or my resources or whatever to get out of this situation because I'm being, you know, bombarded with people specifically trying to hurt me. Okay. Um, I see the pressure coming up in February. And your situation and the patterns you have going in your life are so embedded and uh, they've been going on for a period of time. It's pr- it's more than you and I can do on the radio today. I've already kind of given you the bulk of what I can give you. But by the second week of February, you're feeling a lot better. I will tell you that. And that should get you at least to the next four weeks. Um, and I, I dedicated an entire video on a topic you just brought up about other people's influence and how to address that. But be that as it may, Relief is coming by the second week of February, and uh, just keep working from the inside out, Cher. I know it seems counterintuitive when you're down in the trenches, but that's the only way out. Um, And I'll be be saying a prayer for you and thinking good thoughts. And I encourage you, when you you. can, to to listen back to this archive when you can get to it, because you'll want to hear this dialogue again. It'll It'll sound different second and third time you hear it. But saying okay. a prayer for you and look to the second week of February for things to lighten up for you. If not before, yeah. make a liar out of me. Do it sooner. Yeah. All right, my okay. love. I do appreciate the Thank call. You. You're most welcome and Happy New Year. Uh, let's see. Where am I? Where am I? Oh, let's talk to Russ in Cleveland. Russ, we only have a couple of minutes. Uh, everything sort hey. of taking so much time today. Yeah, that's um, one of those things. Yeah, well, so you got like, yeah you got kicked to the curb. How rude! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick, you know, with that job too. In one sense, it's not bad that I'm gone from there because I hated being abused. But I was thinking about uh, maybe possibly trying to uh, sue him for getting rid of me. So I already talked to a briefly a lawyer or two. Okay, and you and what do you think the grounds are because they didn't adequately. Um, Prepare you or get, write you up, or yeah, didn't write me up. And I mentioned after a little quote-unquote coaching session uh, beginning of last month that uh, you know, I was going to try and see a little, uh, get some counseling for a little help. And my uh, meeting supervisor brushed it off. And I tried to get help earlier about this time last year as well, and uh, I didn't get any help from uh, HR as well then either. Well, you know, there is, there is some texture to it which tells me that you probably should follow through with it, that you probably should um, see if there is some type of settlement that might be able to be reached. Um, but there isn't a lot of momentum to it. So what that tells me is that at best you're looking at a settlement and um, I would follow through with it. So... Um, I wish I felt more tentative, that it would be a solid out for you, but all I'm really getting at this moment is that, yes, you should follow it through and at best look for um, a, a small settlement of some sort. Yeah, I don't know. It, nice. You're in Ohio, right? Right, yeah. yeah. And uh, in the meantime, too, I did apply for a polysom job here, too, with, you know, which I know I talked to you about before. Um, and the uh, and at a local hospital about five minutes from my house, and I'm hoping they'll call back on that too. So, Well, the good news is that you will be working again, gosh, by the first week of March. So keep applying, and whatever you're doing, I mean, you're not going to be out for long. So you're not in a long-term out-of-work pattern. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, which is good too. Well, look, at, uh, I'm... I'm down to the wire here, but I'm glad you called and Happy New Year and let me know how it goes for you, Russ. Good to talk right, to you. Well, thanks, uh, thanks, Wolf. You're most welcome. And thanks for listening, whether it's been live or to the download. I do appreciate it. You've been listening to Phyllis King. I'm your Common Sense Psychic. Have a wonderful day. Mm.